It's the Playhouse Podcast with Kat and JJ. On demand, even if you're on the can. Dude, come on. Think about this for a second. You might have a killer in your neighborhood. You never know what your neighbors are up to behind closed doors, but could you point to somebody and say, mm, they are capable of murder? Mm, how's this playing out? We'll find out a little bit later on in the podcast. Here we go. Name the job. That you most felt like eyes were always on you. Rainforest Cafe. Our manager, Brad. And then we had a manager, Kelly. Kelly was more so like helicoptery. Brad would just watch from behind the aquarium and make sure that, I don't know, that you weren't like dabbling in things or like taking things or I don't know. There's a lot of theft that was happening there at that time. I had a job in between radio gigs when I first got started. I had gotten fired and I took a job at Best Buy, and I was stocking shelves before the, like, pulling stuff off trucks and then stocking the back room and then stocking the shelves before the store had opened up in the morning. It started at, like, I think we were getting there, like, four. Mm -hmm. And then you just kind of be behind the scenes for a while and stuff like that. But, man, there was, like, two managers watching you all the time. And I was just like, hey, while you're watching me, why don't you pick up some of these VCRs? You know, but you also you don't in? know the stress that they're under. Maybe the uppers above them are like, you know, things are going missing. You're going to have to pay for I it. I look like or- a thief. I get no. it. I would want to watch me too, but I wasn't stealing anything. And so I, I just, uh, having a job where eyes are always on you and people aren't believing in you, uh, I think is kind of where Marlo's coming from. And I appreciate you being on the show. So what's up? What do you, uh, what do you do? Hey, yeah, I'm in customer service, okay. and uh, my boss is testing me for some reason. I don't know how that's supposed to go. He's testing me with these calls and everything like that. I don't think that's fair. I think it's really stupid. Okay. So he's setting up, like, fake calls to see how you're going to handle things, like, as part of uh, training, I'm assuming? Yeah, but I don't think that's not, you know, it's not mandatory, right? Like, I, don't think people, I don't think bosses are supposed to do that. Yeah, but why, why don't you think it's fair? Maybe he's just making sure that you're saying what you should be saying to a customer. Yeah, but I've already already been hired. You hired me. I already got the job. Why do you got to test me for the job? Yeah, but, you know, people that get hired get lazy. So maybe they've seen that maybe customer service isn't being handled the right way. I'm a good worker. My resume proved everything. You know, and I'm on your side. I'm going to put you on hold for a second here, Marlo. I'm on his side, too. If you hire someone for that job, you don't have to test them anymore. Can't you just review their work? Yeah, but isn't it like if we are out at an appearance... You're always saying we need to be spot checked. You need to make sure that we're doing what we need to do to make sure the yeah, clients are happy. Yeah, but I'm not happy. setting you up for failure. I'm not having people walk up to you and act the fool to see how you're going to react. His I'm manager just, is testing him. He's not having other people. I His know. manager is calling to make sure that he is treating whoever the customer is that's calling with either a complaint or a need that they are being met. This is how you lose good employees, I think. This is how you keep your company afloat and having a good reputation. I would be curious to see if anybody listening has had a situation where you've been tested at work. We were talking to a guy named Marlo a couple of seconds ago, and basically he broke down that he works in customer service, but his boss is planting all these calls. He like, is calling him. to check if his employees are treating the customers the right way. Maybe he got wind that maybe not Marlo, but other people are being rude, short to the customers. That's customer service. You're going to run into a ton of Karens. That's part of the job. But as a boss, he's like, all right, I'm going to go down the list. Let's check Marlo. 
Marlo's doing great. Let's check Karen. But Karen's you don't have, doing great. Can't you just listen in on these calls? That's what bothers me. How many how many times you called customer service and it says this is going to be recorded for quality assurance? Almost every time now, right? Every boss, every manager does something their own way. And yeah, it's rubbing Marlo the wrong way. But are you doing things the right way, Marlo? I'm mad for this guy. I would I would quit this job. Don't be uh, mad for him. Skyler, thoughts on this, brother? First off, I believe everyone deserves feedback on their performance, you know, just to make them become more successful. But it's got to be a format to it. You know, you have to basically say, hey, uh, this is for training purposes. Let's do this role play to see if we can make you better. You don't want to try to catch somebody up in the middle of a job. You want to make sure that they're prepared to help every customer to the highest potential of your business. Bingo. So it, it sounds to me, being Kearney, to try to catch or trip someone up off guard, you want to basically let them know that you're there to help them. Get them trained beforehand. That way your business isn't suffering because the person's not properly trained. That sounds like a bad manager to me. Mm. I'm feeling you. That's exactly my thoughts. You don't want to set somebody up to fail. You know, if the manager is listening in and doesn't like what he hears, I do not think that you should automatically be fired for something like that. It would be a good sit-down learning moment. Like, oh, no, they are always listening in. There could always be a chance that the person that's calling is my boss, so I'm going to go to work and do a good job for this company, which is every employer's hope. Skyler, you ever had a job like this where they tried to catch you slipping? Oh, I, most definitely. Uh, you know, I worked at Best Buy, and, 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 and I know the reason that they're hardcore on those cameras, because every store gets a lot of money, and if you don't supersede that amount of money, they get kicked back. So uh, that's why they're so hardcore on some of those cameras. Okay. If you were to fire Cat or myself today because of poor performance, who would it be? Hmm. Oh, I think I both have to let you go. You uh, both are slipping <laughs> you're a little whole, bit. You're are hopeless. we slipping? You're the worst, oh, man. Okay. You are the absolute <laughs> worst. I hope you have a good day, though. Horrible delivery, Take Skyler. Care, brother. Appreciate you. Hi, Joanna. How are you feeling? I'm good. How are you? Great. Thanks for coming on the show. I, th- I feel like it's just a bit of a power trip to put that extra intimidation of knowing you're talking to your actual boss. Yeah. But I mean, you're not always going to have an amazing boss, but everyone needs a job right now. And so if Marlo's going to quit over this, that just shows that maybe you're the reason why they are testing. Hey, what do you think about this, Joanna? Some people are saying it's like having a secret shopper. And here's where I disagree. A secret shopper goes in and sees how the customer service is. They don't try and steal a bunch of stuff, do they? No, but they're tattling. Yeah, I don't. No, but that that's that's quality assurance. There's the there's a difference. If if you had a secret shopper, but you're also going to act different when you know you're being watched by like your boss or a secret shopper than you would on a daily basis, right? Because if you go into you're working in a store and they say we're going to have a secret shopper today, mm-hmm. everybody's going to put on an extra big smile and how are you? Can I find anything for you? But you go in on a random Tuesday and you can't find a <laughs> single person that works in the store and you got to Google where the hell your stuff is. So what do you think they should do? when it comes to those phone calls that when they say this is recorded, should they let all of their employees know we go through these once a month? We're not going to tell you what day. Like they air check us and they yeah. don't tell us what day, but they pull all our breaks and they say, let's go through these. Are you up to the standard that we expect? I mean, we have we have quality assurance too. So... 
Oh, absolutely. It should be checked. And they should be like, hey, just so you know, when we say we're recording these calls, we actually are. We will listen to them. And like that should help go in through like your performance review anyways when you get your like reviews and promotions and stuff. It's like, hey, we listened to 30 of your calls and here's some things you can work on and here's some things you're doing great at. Yeah, Give a little bonus bonus. Yeah, before we let you go, have you had a job that's been kind of like this where they, uh, they tried to catch you slipping? Oh, yeah. I worked at a call service center, and it was the weirdest setup because our boss's office oversaw all of our desks and had like a, uh, what is it called, like a one-way mirror. So we couldn't see into his office, but he could see us. And he would sit in his office, and he would cold call us to, like, make a fake complaint or whatever. And then when we did our weekly meeting, he would play everybody's phone calls that is for not the right. rest of the coworkers to no. listen to. And he would be like, what do you think she did wrong there? How do you <gasps> think she could have handled that differently? Dang. What about you? How would you have handled this situation? It was oh. like, dude. Take your cord. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep, 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 yep. That's the reason, that's obviously, you're not working there anymore. Pretty extreme. Oh, no. Bingo. How fun. Last week, someone lost an eye at bingo. Bingo. Bingo what bingo? Bingo. Bingo. Cat gets the bingo if the line we pick up right here is somebody listening who? Who has some nudes in their phone. Looks like there is a state senator in Oklahoma that wants to ban all nude selfies that are being sent unless you are married. So if you want to keep it spicy while you're married, you can. This, I don't know. I don't know, but it's isn't it up to you? Don't you know the consequences if you send a nude? I just don't want the Uh, government regulating my nudes. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't want you sending nudes. (laughs) I get the uh, the the bingo. If the f- person we pick up on here has lost at least 100 pounds, this guy yesterday just uh, talking to me at the gym, he introduced himself, and I said, yeah, you can use that piece of equipment. He goes, I lost 100 pounds. Wow. And I was like, that's great. And he was just telling me kind of, you know, how he does it. He's watching and what he eats, cut out sugar, stuff like that. And then yeah. uh, it works out like five or six days a week. And I'm like, oh, that's really awesome. That is like, so impressive being someone that is currently on that journey. It is tough. If somebody... Is losing that much? Yeah, it's breakable too. You know, I talk about it. Absolutely. So, Sandy, who's going to get the bingo here, Cat or myself? This would have to be for Cat. Oh, Sandy, you have nudes in your phone. I do. Well, let's just say I have a very needy husband. (laughs) Okay, and you give him what he wants, huh, Sandy? Not all the time, no. No, all right, no. but... Uh, keep so, wanting more. I like it. On a scale of like uh, 30 to 40 to 70 to 80% of the time, if he requests one, how often does he get one? Um, 40% of the time. And okay. are they anywhere? Like, let's say you're grabbing something at Quick Trip. <laughs> you run into the bathroom stall and give him what he is craving, if some sand. If I were really, really... <laughs> If I were really, really in the mood, oh my God. I would really have to be in the mood, Kat. Yeah. yeah maybe. <laughs> so, you are wild. If I understand this correctly, if he requests it, sometimes you'll just find the time to do it. Or do you have them preloaded on your phone so that, like, if you're in traffic, you can just pull over and send them one? Oh, no, I'm finding the time to do it. Oh, right. God, lucky him. You know, I'd always be worried. Like, don't you have kids that just grab your phone? My kid, my phone is his phone, and he has a phone. So I'm I very do, nervous. I do. I try to delete them right away, but, you know, there's a few that I forget about. Oh. 
Oh you don't God. forget about them. Don't yeah, lie to no. us. You're proud of them, and that's well, okay. Shouldn't be going through my damn phone then. <laughs> <All right. laughs> That'll teach you a lesson. Uh, yesterday, I felt so happy and pr- like I didn't play with Joe Mauer, but I felt so proud that he got on into the Hall of Fame on the first ballot. Yeah, and to see a St. Cool. Paul guy just do so amazing. And it, I was like, as soon as I saw that we were at the uh, the hockey game last night, my son's hockey game, and I saw, and I, a lot of people were saying, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And uh, and it's just rare for a catcher to get in on the first ballot. Mm-hmm. And then when it happened, I was like so happy and proud for him. Like, I felt like I got to text my friend Joe. Yeah. And then I remembered I don't know him. I don't know him. And, uh, <laughs> and he, he told me not to text him said, anymore. He don't ever call me anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, his daughter has looked like out of The Shining. The outfits that they had on. I don't think they realized the magnitude of this. Well, he has twin girls, and they walked out in, like, dresses that you'd see from that horror film. It was a little odd. Uh, but but uh, congratulations, Minnesota's own Joe Maurer in the Hall of Fame now. One of three guys that got inducted yesterday. The big ceremony will happen, I believe, in July. But that was a big, big deal. Groundhog Day to, is it Groundhog? Why do I always forget? Groundhog, Groundhog. 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 A singular hog. Just one. Uh, Puxitani Phil, um, they said that they would rather uh, just flip a coin. That way Phil can live out his golden years in a sanctuary. They say groundhogs are shy creatures that need space to burrow, explore, and hibernate. They say the spotlight and attention aren't things that Phil needs. Um, Phil is living fat. I don't know if they know that. Like, he has the best life. They feed him every single day. They cuddle with him. He has handlers. He will not survive well. I know a sanctuary would take care of him, but feels like this behind them. Like, shut up. Can we stop this insanity? I know. That I groundhog like, is not bitching about this. I can they're guarantee They're not hitting it. it. They're not hunting it or eating him. Like, he likes it. He's the star of the day. Why can't we just have groundhog? I just, he has gotta, a movie. You know? I'm not digging these I can't roll my eyes any more than I am right now. <laughs> like... Thursday morning, we're going to try and give you $4,000 during the live show at 640. In the meantime, hey, enjoy the rest of the podcast, but make sure you're up in here at 640 on KCLD Thursday morning. I've never really got into these super scary, silly. They're not scary. They're insane. They're real documentary. Yeah. Uh, the cat's into these things, things that are going to make you. Make you think, make you more aware is what I look at it as. Things to look out for in people. People you never know what's going on in their mind. So I started watching American Nightmare. It is so messed up. Um, and these and are true stories. These, these are aren't made stories. up. Well, you know the Chris Watts story, don't you? From oh. Colorado. Whoa. It's like normal, hot dad. Just murders his wife and two little girls. Puts them in oil drums. You never heard about that guy? No, I don't. I'm telling you, when I hear this stuff, it makes me so incredibly sad. Yeah, that I usually don't follow. I just check out. I don't want to hear about a wife and little kids getting murdered. It doesn't do me any good. But that makes you think. Oh my gosh, you never know because all of his neighbors were. So I watched American Nightmare, and then Netflix is like, "Hey, you might like this." So I watched American Murder with Chris Watts, and his neighbors said he was so sweet, and he would always just. If you were in need, he'd mow your lawn or he and his girls, they were having, they would have so much fun every day. What a great what do you dad. Think snaps in a guy like that. Well, there was a mistress and was she pregnant and his wife was going to find out and she was pregnant with another and this baby. This was the and, only way out, huh? So basically he murdered three kids and his wife because she was pregnant. 
Because he was sleeping around. Because he didn't know what to do next, and he wanted to be with someone else. Instead of just saying, I'm going to break my wife's heart, it will heal, he killed her. It was nuts. If but- I were to drive down your street, could you point out who the murderer in your neighborhood is? I would say, yes, only because I don't see them often. Um, but when I do, they're lovely people, but they work <laughs> nights, so they sleep all day. So they're killers. Um yeah, like if I had to, if they Netflix came to my door, I'd say, yeah, probably they did it. But you never know who is who, you know? You really don't get to know your neighbors unless I, you live in I, a... I do. We've been in our place for 10 years now, and I know every one of them except for the newest people that have moved in and two years ago. Mm. I never see them. Only one of my neighbors has my phone number, and that's because our kids are in school together. Really? And that's it. Like that's everyone on it. my block has it. No. Mostly because I want them to because our dog is probably going to crap in their yard and mm-hmm. I want them to tell my wife to pick it up. Two of my favorite neighbors left, which makes me sad. But could you point a finger and say, yeah, that neighbor is capable of killing somebody? Now, Brandon thinks there might have been a, na- a death in his neighborhood, like <laughs> a murder. And I want to dig into this. Tell us about, uh, this is your neighbor's wife, right? But like recently, I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah. Ooh. Turns out, two days later, she shows up. Oh. And it's because was this amazing tan. She looked really tan. <laughs> okay. And turns out she was a snowboarding with her sister back in Arizona. Oh, and she was you went to the days. worst place possible because you didn't see her for a little while. You thought he up and yeah, but what her. a good neighbor you are to be so like attentive with that. She's always there. Yeah. <laughs> what a nosy neighbor She's you are. There, I mean. all of a sudden. <laughs> I would never notice if my neighbors didn't show up. Like if my if the wife of my neighbor was just not in my view for a couple of weeks, I would never think he murdered her. No, I want more neighbors like you. I want you to watch out for me. Good looking out. Glad she wasn't dead. No, same, same. So here's how this goes down over the weekend. I'm downstairs, kind of minding my own business. My wife yells down, hey, you throw up some toilet paper. Now, when the pandemic hit, my wife ordered a giant box of toilet paper every day for the better part of a month. She was that person. It, it went, because there was a shortage, she made it a bigger shortage. And in our crawl space, we have, I, we're probably going to get through the year yet this year. Yeah. And not have to come buy home toilet and do paper. Grocery shopping at your house? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, I do that at my parents' They house. sometimes do it when we're not home. My mom has like a really weird, like we can't have enough paper towels and she buys like the primo bounty quilted it'll pick up lake michigan you know and i'm just like i'll just grab a few of these so she screams for some toilet paper and i throw her up a a four pack it's like you know four rolls of toilet paper yeah up the stairs it goes and i hear her go oh my god what was i said what inside so she had done her business Mm -hmm. she was using the first roll of toilet paper and as she unrolled the toilet paper, there's a frog, a coin. Oh, cute. Okay. Popped out of there. So she took it. She put it on the bathroom sink. She washes her hands, walks away. Uh-huh. And I go, hey, what were you yelling about up there? Is there a spider, a bug? I mean, that was the first thing that went through my mind. She goes, no, no, no. There's a quarter inside the toilet paper roll. Hey, I wonder if she goes on, what, what company do you go through? Like, I, I don't know. I think Charmin? it was just like, I th- Think it was just the the generic stuff you would get at Costco, maybe. Oh, I guess I don't. I didn't. You know, should see if there's like a thing. Like if you go go on their website, they're like, if you found the quarter, oh, like a Willy Wonka you golden get a ticket, million bucks. Uh, so I look at it, 
but it's not a quarter. It's about the size of a quarter, and it looks like a quarter. And I start looking deeper into it, and what it is is a Queen Elizabeth II East Caribbean States 25-cent piece. Oh, yeah, this is so a contest. Do you really think it is? Yes. So it's nickel-plated steel, but it's from, like, St. Lucia. Mm. That's where it's a Caribbean states coin. Coin found in toilet paper. I got to Google it. What if you are like sitting like those people that sit on a lotto ticket? Oh, it was in my car console and I never looked. I looked it until up until the it's, last it's day. Worth, at some places, like on some coin websites, you can get up to 99 cents for it. But it looks like it's just spent as a normal quarter. Weird. But. Found a coin in toilet paper. Hmm. Anybody else doing this? No. I never even Googled it. I never even thought it could be a contest. But how does, and by the way, this toilet paper manufactured in the United States, mm-hmm. or at least packaged in the United States, but how does a coin from St. Lucia that was pressed four years ago, so it's got a 2017 stamp on it? Yeah. Or uh, seven years ago. How does that end up in my roll of toilet paper. Got to be someone in the packaging plant. If there's no contest, then that's got to be Weird. It. I hope it's a contest. That'd be fun. I don't even know if it's going to work in like a vending machine or anything like that. I'll try it. So I just thought I'd throw that out there because somebody had to have heard of something and maybe a contest. Maybe well, it's not on Google. Anybody else find anything really weird in your toilet paper? <laughs> I mean, it was kind of a shocker. Like imagine you're just unrolling the toilet paper. Yeah. Bing! Here comes order popping out at That you. is weird. Uh, this part of the show is reserved especially for those of us who were juvenile delinquents, those of us that got extreme amounts of detention, those of us that were told we would do no good in the world. Jeez, you went through it. Oh, it was a good run. Uh, but we were, uh, before the hockey game last night, we were we were at, at this bar and I overheard the people behind us. The mom was wigging out she was from what I was able to put together she must have met her husband there and she was talking about what her daughter got in trouble for at school okay now I'm leaning back trying to listen to this because I'm so interested when other people's kids get in trouble and it's not mine what they got in trouble for was playing fake catch okay? okay so here's the scenario that I was able to put together When the teacher would turn around and go to the whiteboard or the smart board, these two girls sit on opposite ends of the class and they would fake throw a ball and the other one would fake catch a ball and then they'd try and hide it. Okay. So they were playing imaginary catch. Imaginary catch. Let's stifle that. And they both (laughs) had to sit out in the hallway for the rest of class. It is a little distracting. Good God. It's a little weird. And they're doing it for show. They're just playing around. They're bored. You have to be a better teacher then. That get it, their attention. That could be true. Stop failing our students. That could be true. You know what the boys are doing? And it's the dumbest thing. Liam tries to get me to do it. It's the shadow boxing. Have you ever done that? Yeah, I shadow boxed. No, like, um, so if I do that, if I punch up, you have to anticipate I'm punching up. So you have to go left. Like you can't go. The direction I'm punching, because then you lose. But nobody ever really gets hit. 
No. Oh. They stand like 10 feet apart. Gotcha. So like if I went like this, yeah, but you're so I'd delayed. You're like, oh. oh, man, here. Okay. How about, oh, okay. So you'd win. So Not that's what I'm dealing with. first time getting hit. Sorry to bother you. <laughs> Daily, I deal with dumb stuff like that. My question then was, what did you get in trouble for at school that was not serious? Um, probably, probably like King of the Hill. You could have got hurt though. Like people got hurt playing King of the Hill. I am surprised you just said that. And no, they didn't. No, they didn't. They maybe scraped a little bit of a knee. It, it was nothing serious. And I, one of the girl, Carissa is her name. She was coming up at me and I was the queen of the hill at that time. And I just kind of like stepped in front of her and she lost her footing. There was no contact made. And then she ran and told the teacher and the teacher was like, no, you got to sit out. Oh my God. Look at this. One of our textures. Uh, when I was in sixth grade, I was flat chested. Oh. My girlfriend already had a size C boob. Whoa. And she would tease me all the time for being flat chested. On the way to school one day, she was teasing me, and I told her, at least my boobs won't be hanging at my ankles when I'm 30. <laughs> I got kicked out of school for four days for harassment. Oh, my God. A little sensitive. That is a little sensitive, but, like, so true. Tony had texted in, I got in trouble for the Motley Crew picture I had in my locker. It was Vince Neil next to some scantily clad women, uh-huh. principal's office, and a call to my mom. Okay. Sarah said, in seventh grade, my idea of flirting with my crush was to mess with him to get his attention. I threw a tissue. Mm. She says, you know, the soft pillow-like fabric, light as a cloud, <laughs> his way, and I got detention because, quote, the corner of that tissue could have hit him in the eye. Um, A guy named Joey. I don't know if his grandma like tallied up all of her marble points, you know, like how you can get the, oh, like you yeah, smoke enough right. and then you're like, I'm going to get you a duffel bag for school. And he got in trouble for it. Cause he, he had a like, Marlboro duffel bag. My grandma smoked all these cigarettes so I could have this really nice duffel. And they're like, sir, you got to switch it out. My grandma got cancer <laughs> so I could have a duffel bag. But the duffel bag was for track practice. Like he, he used it for track practice. That's so. some pretty heavy irony there. Right. Uh, hey Luke, good morning. Thanks for texting in. He said, I got in trouble in seventh grade for trading shoes with a friend. We were wearing one of each other's shoes. Our principal pulled us into another classroom and berated us about being too young to start trends. Wyatt says, King of the Hill uh, was one. And then also I got in trouble for wearing camel pants to school and had to sit in a classroom all day. Do you ever have any? Or an ISS. What's ISS? In school suspension. What? Just for wearing camo? Weird. You ever have any of the shirts that they made you turn inside out or go no. home and change? No. Uh, appropriate there was the, the, there was the big Johnson shirts were a little bit of a fad at the uh-huh. time. And uh, and they were really, really funny, but they were tongue in cheek. And uh, I remember kids having to turn them inside out. Yeah. But then it caused more attention because every time you'd see that, everybody would be like, wait, what does it say? What does it say? I got all the-. And they try and, you know, learn it backwards or have them stand in a mirror and look at it yeah. and stuff like that. So what was the really on serious thing that you got in trouble for in high school or junior high. Cause I, I thought that fake catch thing mm-hmm. that is just obnoxious. Think about the biggest financial burden you put on your parents when you were in high school. Okay. All right. Think about that for a second. As I explained to you what happened to us again last night. So uh, my son uh, is a sophomore playing high school hockey and my wife picks me up from, she uh, bolts out of work, texts me, hey, I'm on my way, be ready. Boom, grab, she start pulls in the driveway, I jump in her car, 
Uh, we go to uh, have a quick beer before the game with a bunch of other parents, and uh, we go to the game. We roll up, and as we walk in, I see my son on the ice. They started maybe two or three minutes early. On his first shift, snap another stick. Oh, my God. We are six sticks in this hockey season. And aren't they like $400 They are like $400 a stick. Now, one of them has been under warranty. So I've only paid for five, which will now be six when this one comes through because I'm pretty sure... We were about 34 days out of the warranty on this one. Uh-uh. The other one was 32 days. We had one that was 31 days. It just is absolutely the golden rule that if you get past 30 days in the warranty, that $400 piece of fiberglass is going to snap. Now, I know that you said so most of the time it is an accident. but and This was just in the game. It was an accident. How many was- would you average... Are his fault? Probably one. One. Just one? Yeah. Oh, okay. And when it happens in the game, it's just like, whatever. You know, he's got his backup, and he used that. And uh, and after the game, he came up to us, and he was like, I'm so sorry, so sorry. <sighs> and I go, yeah, I know, I know you're sorry. I said, how long ago was that? He's like, I... Uh, I have the wallet, or I have the receipt in my wallet. It was 34 days. Uh, oh, my God bless oh America. God. So what was it? I mean, the, I love that he plays hockey, and I love watching him play. But the burden of buying sticks. Oh, and he got, like, you know, $800 skates this year. Yeah. Like, hockey is simply stopping me from retiring early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and he, he's got so many cool friends, and I like that he likes it, and he's something to do, and it keeps him from selling meth to... Kids on the street. That's not his other only uh, option. It's the only okay. other thing I could think of okay. during the winter to do. And uh, and I just wanted to know, what was the biggest financial burden you put on your parents when you were in high school? I have to say I was a pretty low-maintenance, low-key person. I played really uh, low-maintenance sports. I was a runner, so I really only had to Good worry $100 about $100 pair of shoes, and that was about it? Yeah, that was it. Maybe my need to match the senior girls with our sports bras. They always had the coolest sports bras oh. ever. Like, they'd have a different one every day of the week for, like, three weeks straight. And then the uh, same one would come back after three weeks. Did you weeks. have to beg your mom to use her Mervyn's card and... Uh, <laughs> had to Mervyn's run, California. Run over there well, I was like, Mom, they have to be this design. And someone had, like, a blueberries. And, I mean, it was it was kind of a, a status thing, you know? And if you had a cool one, then you were in. But they, they were probably, like, 20 bucks each, you know? And you had to have how many? Uh, she... Captain at six. So that loser was six. But <laughs> but I, I didn't have the chest I'm working with now, so. It wasn't as important? It wasn't, I guess, as important. I don't want to sound like the old crusty dude, and I, I really starting, I'm starting to. But what I've spent on my son's hot gear this year yeah. is probably three times more than I ever spent on my entire self throughout being an athlete. Yeah. That's just this year. I mean, I was thinking about cleats, baseball gloves, football cleats, anything extra, not even close to what we spent on them this year. My entire life. It's bananas. And it's really, and it's not just him. I see these sticks getting broken all the time. And every time it happens, 
every parent goes, oh, oh. like it's just this thing across because they know that you're going to write another check for $400 yeah. tomorrow. And then every other parent, did you bring your checkbook to the game? I'm like, no, are they selling six here? Oh, my what? God. No, do you, but you saw them break it, didn't you? Yeah, I sure did. And I felt it in my soul. Yeah. Right here. And in the back of my head now, I can't move my neck because I'm so tense about having to go buy another $400 stick. Maybe you do got to pick up those extra gigs they were talking about. <laughs> I, am, I just like, like I got to start selling blood or something. What's trending? What's trending? Trending is you know that there is a name that comes to mind that you would like to put on the bottom of this litter box. The RISPCA is giving bitter exes a chance at retribution ahead of Valentine's Day. For a $5 donation, the agency will write the name of your ex on a litter box used by their shelter cats. <laughs> the Love Stinks campaign runs through Valentine's Day. Love it. You know, I think it's Philly's zoo that does the cockroaches and tarantulas. You can name it after your ex. If you had one name to put at the bottom of that poo box, what would it be? Jamie. Jamie, that was quick. I would say Chris. Chris is by far the worst boyfriend slash fiance that I ever had. Everybody else has been just lovely, lovely men. The amazing part about that entire story of when you were with him was (laughs) after he cheated, (laughs) his way of apologizing was proposing and you went, Okay. I know. That, that I was always, 22. That will always shock me about you. It will always shock me about me too. It was a weird choice. But if you had five bucks, let's say Playhouse gives you five bucks to donate to the Rhode Island Society of Prevention of Cruelty of Animals. That is a mouthful. Whose name is going on the bottom of the litter box? You could text in because that is what's trending. For cats, it's obviously you've heard the story. For me, that was the girl that left me... Uh, at the the we didn't even really become boyfriend girlfriend yeah but it was uh she just left me at the date like she just she said she was gonna go to the bathroom and then never came back and that was that was it's not funny oh my god the fact that you find so much great joy in that story really makes me second year i just picture your little face like I sat, there, I sat there for 40 minutes. That's nuts. <laughs> this is before anybody could be on their cell phones and stuff, too. Like, I just <laughs> sat there thinking, well, she had to go like poop. More water, I was sir? just like, she had to take a huge dump. And then I realized she just left. All right. Oh, man. Oh, that's...